All right, Jonathan, welcome back to another one. Rory, how's things? Yeah, all good. Um, finally finished most of the exams, so back on track again. Deadly. You can actually finally enjoy Christmas now, yeah? It, well, I have an exam after Christmas, so that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew you well prepared anyway. So. There's no Christmas this year for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be Just, a Grinch now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <you. laughs> But look, guys, just to apologize, we haven't been around uh, last week. Um, obviously, I was sick and off my feet, kind of bed bound for the last week. So apologies for podcasts that we missed last week, guys. But we are fully fit again. Uh, but it's a shame to say that we're kind of wrapping up now for the year as well. Um, it's been a it's been a great year, really, in the markets. Um, real, real directional moves. Great to see kind of risk on sentiment back into the marketplace. And uh, yeah, it's been a, an all around good year, some good directional moves, some real kind of decent long term positions. And yeah, it's just been a it's been a really good year of trading. Yeah, it's it's definitely been something different. I mean, you know, if we look back to January 2023, the S&P was at 3700. It's now up near 4700. So as you say, it's just kind of moved in that one direction, you know, apart from the summer where we've seen that bit of a decline. That was really sort of the talking point of whether or not we're going to see this decline in the last few weeks now. I mean, what were we? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh week of, of gains for the S&P. You know, yeah, is it going to continue? Is it going to continue making higher, higher highs? Let's yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Like, um, I think next year has a lot to live up to, you know. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, like we, we were kind of getting worried um, kind of back in the after, I suppose, somewhere around August, really, September. We're like, well, you know, starting to see you know, these indices kind of drift off a bit and we're like, well, is this, you know, is this the point we're going to see that turnaround again? You know, is there enough impetus to continue, you know, to push stocks forward? But like you say, sentiments come into the market and, you know, it's really kicked on. And like I say, we're, you know, we're looking at, you know, all-time highs, even for, if we're looking at the European indices, German DAX hitting all-time highs, CAC close, closing in on, on highs. UK 100s had a decent kind of couple of weeks there as well in that kind of rising path. And like you say, I mean, I mean, looking through the the US indices, I think Nasdaq's up about thirty six year on year, Dow's about eight percent, and S and P's twenty two percent. So, like I say, it's good to see it come back in because, you know, for me, a, you know, a bull market is is a good market. You know, I prefer to be buying into a market than selling into it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, even looking at the dollar there as well, it's obviously took a bit of a hit the last few weeks. You know, we've seen that sort of rally up to near 107. Now, we're, you know, we've seen prices just a couple of weeks ago below 103. Yeah. I mean, you know, what we're seeing as well is a lot of implied prices of, you know, of interest rates in next year. We're starting to see these cuts yeah. getting really heavily priced in. Although the last, week, so, yeah. the last yeah. week, the last week that started to change a bit, you know. Um, they're stuck on 4%, you know, it's yeah. sticky inflation. And, 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 you know, once, we, once we've seen as well, you know, the unemployment rate coming down a bit too, that's just another reason of why, you know, interest rates may not get cut next year. And if interest rates don't get cut, you know, that's going to apply some downward pressure on equity, some upward pressure on USD. Yeah. Like, Ian, you know, that that's exactly what happened in the summer of this year, in sort of September, October, when we've seen uh, those lows in the S&P, if you might say. We were expecting cuts at around, you know, if we go back to January, February 2023, we were expecting cuts around the end of the summer. Yeah. All of a sudden, we weren't getting cuts, and we were actually then nearly starting to price in hikes. You know, so yeah. it was a it was a complete yeah. um, complete confidence. And now what we're seeing this time is we're expecting cuts. You know, into the early part of the summer next year. However, let's get to next summer. 
and see actually what happens, whether or not we even see those cuts. And I think yeah. that's something we have to take on board. Um, I think this is a market you're going to have to play play by ear. You know, I think- yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I've said it for a while now, and I'm continuing to be bullish dollar, even though dollar hasn't really, you know, it's, it's not going going anywhere at the moment. But my my view is still still bullish dollar again i look obviously we're looking at interest rates being cut around march time we're looking for cues for that obviously but again the longer that goes on and and the more data that's coming out it's just not it's not looking not looking good for an early cut we could see rates higher for longer and and like you say the biggest winner out of that is probably going to be dollar yeah i think i i don't know if i would be long dollar anymore um i might be long it until certain ranges but i wouldn't be long it the whole way up i think you know, the market's aware of where interest rates are at the minute. And if they're held there, you know, if we don't start hike, if we don't start cutting next year, there's a limited upside to that of where the rally can come to. However, when you're in a hiking cycle, that sort of rally is obviously a lot steeper because you don't know where the top's going to be. But sure. we kind of know where the top of rates are. And that's yeah. why I think there's definitely limited upside here. But in terms of the downside, that's probably where the main risks are for the dollar. Hence the main probably trading positions. You know, I think going into sure. next year as well, we're probably looking at, um, you, you know, looking at what central bank is going to pivot first. I think that's going to be starting to look at the trade. Is the Bank of England going to pivot first? Definitely not. Yeah. So you might want yeah. to remain longer in pound. And then looking at sort of euro and dollar, they obviously might be the first to pivot. So you might be looking to shorten those. And that kind of sets you up for a trade Actually, idea nearly into next year. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, <laughs> it's, an, it's look, we have FOMC coming out shortly as well. It's going to be yeah. interesting if we get, you know, it re- we're really kind of clinging on to the last bit of volatility in the market now at this stage as we as we close the year out. Um, you know, my my trading is certainly scaled down quite a lot, uh, even though markets are kind of still still there. Um, you know, it just I don't know. I just feel that at this time of the year, it's just I find it difficult to trade. Um, you know, long term portfolio is fine, but in terms of you know your day trading ideas, it, it's just getting tougher and tougher at this time of year. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as I said last night on the app, you know, we've got the VIX there sitting at 12.2. I mean, just sitting there around, I mean, well, multi-year lows. Yeah. There, yeah. There's just no volatility really left, in, you know, in US equities. A bit of volatility left in some of the FX pairs there. We can see some, of you know, half a percent move today and some. But as I said, it's just not there at the minute. And it's probably if you're taking any time off for Christmas, probably now is the time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Know, and take, take e- Christmas. E- even, the, even the oil market's there Obviously. too. <laughs> <laughs> even the oil markets you know something i've been saying the last month that you know i'm quite bearish in oil and you know there it's played out perfectly all the way down to 67 yesterday yeah mm-hmm. i mean i just don't think the market believes the oil market anymore to be quite honest i think those um you know those production cuts that were being talked about i just don't think they're in sight and that's what really the market's trying to replay out it's just saying well we don't believe in that and hence why prices are at 67 yeah opec aren't happy anyway that's for sure well, some some members are happy, some aren't. Saturday mainly being the being the main one who aren't happy with it, who wants obviously that higher price. Some yeah. of the members just aren't willing to give in to it. I mean, there's a couple of other external factors there that are coming into play, but let's wait and see what the new year brings for them. Yeah, for sure. I suppose it's not a podcast unless we uh, speak about gold. <laughs> gold, yeah, I know. I'm I'm sure everybody was talking about gold making those all-time highs and things up all the way up to 2160 but i mean look where we are again we're back down below 2000 and it doesn't look like we're going to get back above it again i mean you can just if you look at it in a weekly candle you can just see that huge spike um, and that we've seen there above that 2120 2140 you know that that was certainly a shit ton of money was was dropped into that i mean (laughs) 
nobody's going to want to buy gold now. And I think, as we said, it's just going to probably come back down to around that 1900 price, which, you know, I determine kind of that fair value. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been kind of calling 1960 for a while now. It's kind of on the way there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like I say, it's just dead trading now, really. Again, there will be some movement, but nothing that's going to really pull me off my chair and excite me. No, exactly. You might, if you are looking to go short, you're probably going to be in that position for a while. Yeah. <laughs> probably going to be thing. So be prepared, prepared to pay a few overnight, bit of overnight interest. Actually, something I'd like to talk to you about actually is dollar yen. Um, like it's a market I've just stayed clear of um, for quite a while. I mean, I know we were discussing it when we were seeing tops there, kind of, you know, 150, 180 levels kind of where, you know, we we're saying, you know, some economists or guys were coming out talking about, you know, that price continuing. I, I kind of didn't believe in it. But, you know, we've we, we, markets... Uh, this market alone is just it's gone crazy i mean maybe you could shine some more light on it but yeah i mean when we were that 150 152 you know i was just saying it's only it's, it's only really a matter of time before we start to see anything happening here you know i reiterated, reiterated two stances on it the first stance being if we see us dollar weakness that's going to drive price lower and if we also see you know jpy um strength again that's going to drive price or usd jpy lower and I think we kind of seen a combination of both. You know, we've seen that interest rates were starting to decline. We've seen obviously weakness in US dollar. But at the same time, we started to hear talks of the Bank of, Bank of Japan starting to end those negative interest rates and, yeah. and starting to move that yield curve. Mm-hmm. And again, that was just really adding to it. And that's where we've seen that, um, you know, really huge move there. What day was it? Thursday the 7th. You know, we've seen that huge move from 147 all the way down to 142. Seen a bit of buying and now prices settled back up to around 145. But again, it's probably going to continue back down to that with the US dollar weakness. And again, with the uncertainty around the Bank of Japan there too. But yeah. it was, um, I think it was a trade well known. I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago. Guys were looking to you take this up to 165. And I, I just said it was ludicrous. I just said there's there's no way. And, you know, these guys call themselves, you know, professionals. They, call, they know what they're at. They say they make money all the time. And I'm just sitting there going, what a fucking ludicrous call that is, is 165. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean... People who say that this time's different stay well away. <laughs> Don't listen to. Them. Yeah. Look, you know, in terms of the economically, it wasn't great. Um, you know, and that's the only real pulling factor. But it was just never. I mean, they were never going to allow. You know, that kind of a devalu- devaluation of their currency. It just not kind of affects anything else. They couldn't. They couldn't afford to. Inflation's too sticky. They need. They need. Yeah. A, they need a stronger yen. You know, to yeah. um, to help imports and exports. This. That's the only way they could do it. I mean, China's facing the opposite problem. They've got deflation. You know, that's a that's a story for another time. But they've, they've no choice. They had to strengthen the currency. They had to at least threaten to strengthen it. And also, the um, you know, the weak dollars definitely want to help that. Sure. Um, but like, what's your view coming into, I suppose, seeing what's happened this year, coming into next year now, you know, with inflation, with interest rates, with, you know, the overall, I guess, kind of stability within, you know, um the markets what is your personal view yeah look i was listening to bloomberg last was it two weeks ago last week and they had a question of the day and it was whether you buy puts or calls and you know for people who aren't familiar with options basically if you buy a call it means that you're going long the asset and if you're buying a put it means you're going short the asset so they were asking all the fund managers throughout the day what are you doing next year are you going to buy puts or are you going to buy calls and a lot of them actually came out and said they were going to buy straddle which means that you buy both 
And by doing that, it means you just expect volatility, that you don't really give a shit what direction it goes. You just want to see volatility. And a lot of fund managers were saying that. And, you know, that was actually something as well that I was thinking when they were sort of asking me the question, well, not directly asking me, but when I heard it, I was thinking that's something, you know, that I'm thinking of as well is that I'm expecting a bit of volatility from the end of 2023 to the end of 2024. I've no idea where the S&P is going to be. Will it be higher? Will it be lower? But I am probably going to say it with a lot more certainty that I do think there's going to be more volatility next year. And that's, that's the way to look at it. I mean, there's a lot resting on next year in terms of where inflation could be, where, you know, if we see inflation back down to 2% and it stays at 2%, again, those um, the interest rate cuts may be pushed further and further back. It then may look to squeeze margins. It may then look to um, actually tighten in the S&P and it may drop. I don't think we're going to see any more hikes, but then if we start to see cuts, we could see a rally. So either way, we're probably going to see some sort of um, volatility. And I think that's something just to keep an eye out for. Yeah, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Look, it, it's could be a year where you S and P starts at forty seven hundred, goes down to four four thousand, all the way up to five thousand, and ends the year forty seven again. You yeah, know, it could be something stupid like that. Well, there's there's so many un, unknowns between now and then. Um, it's look, it it's a very it's a very hard thing to call year to year. You know, I mean, sure. a lot a lot of the fund managers that we're on, you know, some of them were saying that, you know, we're long only managers with time horizons of 10 years. Of course, we're looking to buy the market. And, and that makes sense. I mean, they're just going to look for any sort of opportunity for me to say that you have only one year to invest money and this is your only every year. And you want to find out what the price is going to do between now and this time in 12 months. It's a very, very difficult thing to say, as you say, with a lot of uncertainties. You know, sure. over the next 120 months, fine. Not a problem. It'll go up. Any particular stocks then in that case? No, that you... no, 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 Jonathan. I, <laughs> I've, I've been I've been so busy the last two to three weeks and you come on here again and ask me any more, <laughs> any more stocks. You think I'm just like a library full of ideas? <laughs> I, I've been like an AMD recently, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any, um, any, any reasons for it or, or was it just a 2 a.m. subreddit? Yeah, no, they've, they've come out with, you know, this new chip. I just feel like there's more upside. Obviously, we've seen, what, 220% up, upside in NVIDIA this year. You know, I think AMD somewhere around 87. It's, you know, it, it, like I said, I, I think with this new chip and uh, I think personally looking at the, the the technicals and everything else that goes with it, I think there's potential, you know, huge upside next year. Look, for me, look, AI is going, is the next, it is the new, it's a new dot-com bubble. It's a new, you know, whatever. It's just, it, this is going to be the next 10 years of what we're doing. So why not? I mean, for me, looking to invest within anything within AI, you know, is 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 the way forward. Yeah, look, it's, I, I think when it comes to things like NVIDIA and things like um, AMD, it's hard whether or not you're going to get a short-term gain from it. You know, I think that can always be a hard thing because a lot of people have the question of, of what is a short-term game? You know, how much are you looking to make? Are you looking to double your money? Because, you know, if you're looking to double your money and make it worth a lot, you have to pump a lot into it to begin well, with. It depends if you're trading one one stock or you have a portfolio of stocks and yeah. how you then represent percentages that way, right? Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, people say, oh, if you bought Tesla when it was at $40 now, when it went all the way up, you would have made a shit ton of money. But those people were were long-term investors. And, you know, there's people that buy an NVIDIA now at $500 a share who are thinking, you know, this is going to go to $2,000, $5,000 a share in the next 20 years. There'll be stock splits, all the rest. It'll be great. If you're one of those types of investors, I think definitely these companies will be great. Um, 
But if you're just looking to invest in it over the next year, who knows what could happen? Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to see a company jump two twenty and expect it to jump another two twenty straight away. You know, that's, it, it, like it, it's that situation with Bitcoin and everything else. You know, you think, okay, shit, have I missed the have I missed it, or is it still good value? You know, and 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 that's the key, right? That's the key to any investment. Well, you know, if you do some quick maths, I mean, there's what ten thousand stocks in the market. You know, if it's a 50-50 chance whether or not it's going to go up or down, mm-hmm. you know, that means that your chances of getting it right is one over twenty thousand. Yeah. You know, to pick the actual right one and for it to do yeah. that, and then how many, what percentage of them actually do that? You know, so you're kind of talking, you, you know, let's just do quick maths of one over forty thousands of a chance of actually picking a stock that that goes up two, three, four hundred percent. That's just your probability of it. I mean, the odds are stacked against you. So, I think if you live your life thinking that you can pick a stock that goes up three, four hundred percent in a year, y- y- odds are odds are certainly against you. You okay. know. It's like- Right, it's about understanding your your risk appetite and and actually separating your high, medium, and low risk kind of you know trades that you're taking. You should definitely have a small percentage of your of, of yeah. your portfolio based upon looking for that high return uh, assets. But at the same time, you've got your bread and butter stuff there that's going to produce you your you know your ten percent. You know that kind of way, and that's Look, there's 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 nothing wrong with a speculation fund. You yeah. know, there, there's there's many people have a small speculation fund. For example, if they've a, if they've a hundred grand invested, they might take you know two to three thousand of that and have a complete full over Wall Street with it. Yeah, and and, go, <laughs> and they will. You know, they'll put a couple of hundred pounds in these pink, you know, these pink slips and yeah. small cap companies, and 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 that's what they do because you know you only need one winner out of that, and you've yeah. doubled your portfolio. I mean, yeah. if you invest five hundred quid in a stock that's trading at twenty cents, you know, and it goes to a dollar. You know, you make a shit ton of money. Yeah, well, I mean, the key with penny stocks is getting getting there before it hits the papers. I mean, that's really the key. I mean, after that, it, anything can happen, but getting getting there before it hits the papers is key. That's why you need a very very good um, macro understanding, number one, and also need a good micro understanding. You know, you need or to know good, how to good friend. Yeah, or or a very, very good <laughs> friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 you also may need a good lawyer as well. You've got <laughs> or or what was it? Have you watched the Donald Trump documentary? Is it what what was his lawyer called? Was it Roy? Let me just see Roy. Was it Roy Koch? Was it? Let me. I think it was him. Was it? So there, so there was this um. Yeah, Roy Cohen. I think it was Roy Cohen. So there was this lawyer that worked for Donald Trump, and he was he was feared all across. Um, he was feared all across uh, New York. I mean, nobody ever lost. He never lost a case. Everybody was afraid of him, and he ended up taking the city to court, and he won. And basically, he used to threaten people with his lawyer, and just says, "I'm going to talk to Roy," and, and that was it. You know, so you'll need you'll need somebody like him if you want to do a bit of insider trading. He <laughs> might he might get out. He might get get you out, but highly doubt it. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, we 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 will uh, stay away from that before we get shot down. Yeah, <laughs> but look, Roy, your crystal ball does come in handy now and again. Well, look, it's, it's worked a good few times this year. Call dollar, call oil, a few good ones. Not as good as the um the guy from Goldman. Uh, what, what did you call him? I'm doing a lot of googling on this um podcast. I, I'll I'll sing a tune or something to keep. Yeah. Keep so there, there was a guy from. Goldman Sachs, Ed, I, f- I forget his name. It was it was Ed someone. It began with a P. 
And over the last five years, I think he made what was it like a hundred a hundred million dollars or something in the last five years, and he was just a trader at Goldman. Yeah, but off the back of how much capital? Well, he's a trader at Goldman Sachs. You know, so he just works in right. Goldman's. So he's obviously trading clients, um, not trading clients money, but you know, doing trades for Goldman. Huge obviously, fund. Yeah, yeah, huge fund. So I mean, those guys are in huge commission. So he he's obviously rocked the market as well, but he was actually an energy trader. So obviously the last couple of years, huge, huge moves in energy. And he's obviously called them right every single time. Nice. You know, and he's made more than the CEO has made in the last five years. And he's uh Curious, yeah. And he's just handed in the retirement. I think he's what 38 or something. So set up his own private fund. Well he hell, he'll fucking go to the south of France if he's any if any he has any sense. <laughs> just sit in the south of France at the Hamas, a hundred million dollars yeah. of to do him for the next sixty years. I think he'll be all right. You'll be there soon enough, Rory. Okay, I hope so. Joining them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> if not you, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, guys, it's it, it's been a really awesome year. Um, really enjoyed the pods and obviously uh, all the feedback we get. Um, and look, we we are still in the app, guys. Obviously, we uh, things are just starting to quiet down a bit, but um, hopefully we'll be back with a bang come January. So. Make sure to come and join us in the app there, guys, as well, yeah? Yeah, look, if this is your first ever season trading or you're you're unfamiliar with the markets sort of between now and I want to say about the 7th, 8th, 8th of January, things in the markets do get very, very quiet. You can get a lot of traders off on holidays, a lot of parts of the bank will be off on holidays, people will be with their kids. You'll not see too much happening in markets between now and then. So really for the next three weeks, we'll be kind of quiet in the app. This will be obviously our last podcast and and everything else and you'll see it in markets as well you know don't be that person trading on trying to trade the fx markets on christmas eve you know it's it's not going to work <laughs> i'm going to trade it nine o'clock at night in the dead zone <laughs> don't yeah, do it. it really has been a pleasure i really enjoyed it um i'm certainly looking forward to a bit of a break as well and i'm sure you are rory yeah 100 it's coming up yeah i hope everyone keeps safe and well over the christmas period and we'll see you again next year yeah Great. See you next year. Thanks, John. Cheers, man.